and welcome back to the Funny Girl Podcast. It's me, a funny girl. <laughs> Your friend, Brooklyn. I'm back in my closet. I'm surrounded by just an immaculate, cleanly closet. And um, that should tell you one thing. I'm just still me. I pr- I've pretty much always had clean closets. So it's just me doing me. But no offense if you don't have one. That's okay. I just really like to be in here. There's a chair in here and a pillow. I'm on a floor cushion. I mean, it's it's a nice place to be. And I'm here to talk to you about a couple things because it has been 20 days since we last met here on the airwaves. Um, My bad. <laughs> but I have a couple things to catch you up on. And then we're going to dig into the meat of this episode, the roast, the rump roast of this episode. Um, and I want to first off just tell you that I'm sitting on a floor cushion and I've always just been like, okay, cool. I like, I've loved the floor, but I've never needed a cushion. And then maybe I turned 31 and needed one. I got it before I turned 31, but I think maybe I was just preparing the way, but, um, I love it. My cat loves it more than me. Um, she's obsessed and I mean, it's very comfortable. It looks a little bit disgusting now. Like, no offense to her. She can't really hear me right now. She's asleep. She's in the other room. Um, it's just it's just covered in her grime. and But my butt's on it. So I guess tit for tit. Um, and I want to tell you that I have exploited my own um, abundance of clothes. My casual, my loungewear all of my nice clothes are just like gathering dust. There's probably full herds of moths living in them. I'm not that disgusting, but maybe. Um, and I just, I feel like I've worn the same 15 loungy clothes for so long, but I don't want to buy more because I, it, they're all going to get destroyed no matter what. Um, but I found a new outfit today and I know that if you're someone who's struggled with just putting stuff together, your same pieces over and over again, and you're like, I don't know, it's, it's, is it happening? Is it right? And you have your pants on your head and um, just naked everywhere else. So I just want you to know and want you to celebrate with me, even though I've, I've put my clothes, I've pushed them to their limits. I've found a new outfit today. I found a new way to clothe my naked, nasty body. Um, okay, so first I want to tell you a couple things I've been into, really into in some cases lately. Um, just in case you're like, hey, I could use a few new things to get really into. Or you're not into anything right now. Maybe you're feeling a little um, disconnected. Maybe you're feeling a little underwater. Maybe you're looking at yourself in the mirror going, I don't even know if reality is real. You know, maybe, honestly, um, I've heard from many people that uh, their one companion is sleep. So maybe you need some things. Maybe you need some things. Um, So speaking of sleep, first thing I've been really into lately is making my bed. And I've always liked the look of it. Like the idea of a made bed is cool. And all the stuff's there. The supplies are there. The sheets, the mattress, the bed, my hands. The ingredients are there. But a long time ago, I was not into making that dish, you know, and now it's it's on my habit tracker, my habit enforcer uh, app to remember to make the bed. 
So I do it almost every day. I actually have to intentionally choose now and not to make the bed only because I think, oh, maybe I'll take a nap later. But pretty much all the time, always that bed gets made and man, it feels good. And I don't go, I don't go all out. Some people have like nine layers of sheets and like four comforters. And listen, no, I don't want your decorative pillows. If you love them, okay. But I don't, when I have stuff on my bed, I want to know that I'm going to use that potentially it's still lush it's still plush if you haven't seen my bed i'm so sorry for you it's one of those comfortable places on the planet just letting you know really tidying her up has been giving me joy um also i've been loving sound baths and i mentioned this on my instagram stories i went to a sound bath and if you're not hearing me you're like what is she saying i'm saying sound and i'm saying bath and someone somewhere in some point in time in history um, decided to put those words together and have people bathe themselves in sound. I have had no interest up until now to look into the origin of sound baths. Um, I didn't care. Uh, I, I don't know if I will after this podcast. I do wish I had the information for you now. But at the same time, um, go ahead and go Google it. I don't know if you want, but for some reason I was like, yeah, when my friend asked me if I wanted to go to a sound bath class, I was feeling frisky. I was feeling like laying down with strangers in a room. So, um, I think pre-winter, maybe slightly post, maybe like after Christmas, I don't remember. Um, I went and I remember there was snow on the ground. So I just know it it was around that time. And, um, yeah, laid on the floor with people that I don't know in a room here in Bend. And it was really cool. I was slightly uncomfortable on the floor. Um, I wish I was like sound bath in my bed and then, or in a bath, in a real bath, um, probably with alone, maybe with just like the crystal bowls ringer person there, but uh, a woman who had short hair, that's all I'm going to give you. Um, she rang some crystal bowls for, I think a, a long time. Um, and it was very soothing. It was really cool to just be in a room that was being filled with sound and like vibrations and who knows. And it was very comforting. And so lately I went back to like a sound bath playlist on Spotify and listened to it. And I was like, I still like this. This is for me. And I've been listening to, um, that intermittently sometimes when I'm working when I'm waking up when I'm like trying to fall asleep when I'm in the shower it's definitely not as cool as being in the room the the sound bath room but it's still cool (laughs) and I've actually been listening to and I've always been into like soundscapes you know like Ross Geller (laughs) no not like that um I've always been into like rain sounds like I need a sound machine to fall asleep if you if you've ever if we've had to like share a room in the last couple of years I've been like hey um (laughs) just say no I need sound to go to sleep because um otherwise it's just an like a hellscape for me all night and so I played on this app called noisely and I have my little like thing and I always show everybody the weird sounds um Yeah, so I've always been like a thunderstorm, light rain, and then fan combo, like DJing my sleep noise. And so I've been listening to an album called Rain Blessings by by Annie Jameson on Spotify. 
is yes, it's called Rain Blessings, and I'm pretty sure I listened to the song Peaceful Garden. It's 11 minutes long, and I listen to that on rotate for many hours in the day. It's going to be like my number one song at the end of the year on Spotify, without a single doubt. <laughs> it's where I need to go, and I don't care. I don't have to look cool. I Let me just say this. Let me just say this really quick. A long time ago, I decided, I mean, not that long ago, but a while ago, I decided I no longer like needed to stay like abreast of the current cool music. That was like my thing. When I was like 17, when I was like 19, 21, I was like, I got to know every new song. I got to know the underground stuff. I can only listen to music that nobody listens to. I need a new playlist every single day. And then at one point in time, I was just like, nah, I'm good. Maybe it was when I discovered podcasts. I'm not sure when the transition happened. I stopped like needing music all the time in my ears. Actually started to give me anxiety. I do not know what that is. I'm pretty sure I'm of a very teeny tiny minute percentage of humanity who at various points in my life listened to music and it gave me a lot of anxiety. No idea what that is. I think it's because I couldn't interact with it. I have no idea. I have no... Listen to me when I say this. I have no idea (laughs) what that is. But even now, if I just went and put on like jams, like top jams, Ariana, I would get anxious. I don't... I wish I could tell you, doctor, what this means. And a doctor, honestly, I think you should be telling me. Okay? So if you're a doctor, a professional in the world of um, sound anxiety, let me know. Let me know. I would like a link and I would, that's it. Just a link and then nothing else from you. Um, in in that vein, so understanding that music hasn't, what used to be my life became not even close to being my life. And now I'm entering back into it and realizing I just don't even care. Just across the board, I don't really care what anyone thinks about me anymore which is so freeing. It's one of the, it's one of my favorite, if not my most favorite part of growing up. Cause there's so much about growing up and like, not that fun. Like aging is like super stupid, <laughs> but I love not giving one single shart. Like, please give me a shart. I'm like, no, you can't even have my sharts. I don't care what people think about me, what music I'm listening to. I could go listen to Shania Twain and Christmas today. And I don't give one half shart if you think that's weird i'll wear the clothes i want i'll do whatever the hell i want to my hair this is just in general like don't dare me to make a speech because i will every single time get on my box of soap and tell you hey you guys i got soap watch listen to me listen look over here and listen to me i'm on the soap and you can't have any right now because i'm standing on it and i need it to be taller than you so that you listen and not that i need a box to be taller than people but in general, I'm going to make a big speech whenever anyone tells me. For instance, I get messages all week long from people who are like, I wish I could have pink hair. And I'm like, you can, I think. I mean, sometimes your job won't let you, which is a sad time. Um, or maybe you're a movie star. Maybe you're a model. Maybe you work for QVC, which would mean you're a movie star model in one, right? Um, but here's the thing. There are cases in which people just don't do it. And I'm not, that's when I'm like, are, are you afraid of what, what's going to happen? Um, so just my advice in general, if you want to do something, you want to go change your look, you want to get different clothes, you want to start, I don't know, talking louder, (laughs) just do it. Take up the space that you need to take up. Damn it. Shit. Okay. My closet is like, oh, 
because when I curse in here, it gains more power. Um, like the room is now glowing. You can't see. I know. I wish I was like, you could see, but you can't. Um, so anyway, as I've stopped caring now, I'm just listening to random shit like sound baths and, um, crystal bowls and, um, yeah, like just Johnny Mathis and, uh, Annie Lennox, whoever I want to in just any given moment, I'm just going to put them in my ear holes because that's what I want. And it doesn't give me anxiety. And also here's today, just today as an example, I've needed either a YouTube I've seen, a YouTube video that I've seen a few times to be playing in the background or my peaceful garden, you know, and I just followed my gut the whole time and I got stuff done. Here we are. I'm happy as a clam. Um, so I just highly recommend, I don't know, doing what you want. I've also been using an app called Life Sum. And it's one of those apps where you like put your food in it and it's like, here's your calories, but also like, here's what carbs are and proteins and like healthy fats. Like, ooh. So I've been putting my meals in there as I eat them. A, it helps me with portion control, which is always my issue. Like, I don't want to put my food away when I'm still hungry. I don't want my stomach to shrink. I'm like, I'm good. Can I just put more in there? It feels good. So, I mean, that's just my natural inclination. Like, feed me till I can't breathe. I'm not like, I think I'm good. I've had enough. I'm going to save myself for that um, peanut that I want to eat in four hours. Like, that's not me. So, it's, I, but again, portion control is important. I could, I could shut down a whole pizza. You know, like, I could put away your, what's supposed to be leftovers or like your family's dinner, three servings of ravioli. Are you first, I mean, I will always laugh at ravioli servings. I probably shouldn't eat them because when you put two or three raviolis on my plate, I'm like, so are we on a, are we on the International Space Station and we're running out of food faster than we thought and we can't get back to Earth because it exploded? Because if not, I'm confused about this serving. You know what I mean? Have you ever looked at, like, I watched YouTubers eat, like, recommend, it's like joke videos of them eating, like, recommended servings of food and they're like, um... So I just had six chips, but that's just because all that BS, that's like junk food servings are redonk. When you don't eat junk food, when you're eating like broccoli and like mm, freshly roasted chicken, you can have more of it. So I've been putting whole foods in my body and putting whole foods in this app. And I've just been kind of nerding out. I don't know if you're interested in like the structure of it, science of it. If you feel like you're not eating enough, if you feel like you're eating too much. I know people all over the map right now. As far as like just skipping all the meals or eating all the food or oops, my pantry's empty or um, I forgot to eat all day and then I just chugged some wine at night. Like I know we're all over the place, but if you're interested in taking care of yourself a little bit more, it's a cool app. It's a cool app. I use it for planning my meals out. I actually put in my meals. My personal trainer taught me to do this. I put my meals in there ahead of time. So like the next few days or even just the next day, I'll put them in there. So that A, it's like meal planning. You just like know what you're going to eat the next day and you're like, ooh, it's fun. But then also I know the nutrients I'm consuming, which is really cool. And I can put my workouts in there and it helps me track my water. It's all the things. I don't have like an Apple watch, so I have to track it in other ways. Um, Okay, I've also been, I got a Kindle and I've been reading books on a screen, but like a nice to the eyes screen. And um, I've been reading some of the books from the Zoella Book Club because her and I have the same taste in books. And I, um, 
I don't know if you and I will, you know, you probably read cool stuff. Maybe you read things like the subtle art of not giving a fuck or something like that. I don't know. You probably read stuff that's like, I love to change myself. And I read those sometimes as like a palate cleanser every now and then. But my favorite kind of books are like young adult fiction and and like young adult thrillers and and just fiction, fiction in general, like super interesting mystery, things like that. But probably young adult. If I had to pick, I would pick young adult. And so I love all those like five feet apart or like, um, I don't know, stuff like that. So um, John Green has always been a favorite author of mine. I used to do the National Novel Writing Month and write a novel in November. I don't know if you know about that. Anyways, if you don't, wow, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We might need it this November though. Um, But I've been reading some books from uh, her recommendation, downloaded them to my Kindle and I love them all. I love the Kindle. It's so teeny. It's so light. My wrists don't hurt. I can lay in bed. I can prop it up. I don't know. There's probably other lazier things I could, I could dangle it from my ceiling. I don't know, but I love it. Um, uh, and I've, the book that I'm currently reading is really, really bad. Um, but I just finished one that's not in there that Kylie told me to read called Conviction. It is not young adults, but it is, man, it's got some twists. It's got, it's got, uh, murder and, and, I mean, like celebrities and just fast driving in a car and cursing and sweating and just like, uh, it's just got incredible stuff. I highly recommend it. It's called Conviction. Okay. Um, a couple last things I've been obsessed with. Master classes. Still taking them. Still love them. I, I slowly like snail pace my way through them, but I love them all. And I, um, uh, I'll be on a podcast on a different podcast next month. And I actually talk about one of them a little bit. Um, and yeah, I should listen to that. I'll tell you what it is and where it's at and when it's at, when the time arrives. Um, I've also been obsessed with my snack shelf because I have, um, some shelves. I've got a, like a whole storagey closet in my room area. And one of the shelves I've turned into my snack shelf, which is just mostly because there's no room in the kitchen because three people live here and our kitchen is the smallest part of our house. Tell me why that is. Give me, I need justice on that. That's insane. Uh, everything else pretty much is bigger than our kitchen where we, we need that room in order to be alive and it's the smallest one. Hello? Hi? I think my bathroom is bigger than our kitchen. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I'm I'm almost 100% on that. I'm 99 on that one. Um, so I have a snack shelf because there's no room for the larger. Like, you know, like a, one of those, like the big bag of salt and pepper chips from Trader Joe's. Like that doesn't fit places. And you know, I don't need to shove it in. I'm not a person who's just like stuck. I need everything to be organized and in its place. And I need everything to have a place. And so I had to create a snack shelf. I used to have a snack drawer and now it's my tea drawer because I I do tea. It's a thing. Um, So I have a snack shelf. I love it. It's a place where I can go, okay, it's snack time. And I go in there and I'm like, ooh, I'll have this. And so far it's been lifting my spirits. I love, I love it. And with that, I have a tea drawer and I've been having afternoon green tea. I listened to one of my favorite Instagrammers, Organic Olivia. She told me to drink green tea. I said, yes, ma'am. I ordered it online. That's that. Okay. Now we're going to move into the second 
section of the podcast today because I just want to get these off my back and I want to put them on yours. <laughs> it's like like small rodents, angry rodents. I'm going to just take off my back and I'm going to set it right on yours. Actually, here's the cool thing about it. I'm going to talk about my pet peeves and the likelihood of them being yours is slim. Like some of them will be yours and you'll go, yes, bitch, I get it. Oh my God, those are mine. And then you'll have your own and you'll have your own things. And in general, pet peeves, I think that's just how they work, right? They're things that I find frustrating or annoying or hard to deal with that not everybody does. But here's the thing. It's not I think my my personal belief on pet peeves is that I shouldn't be policing others to obey mine. If they really, really love me, maybe they'll, we'll talk about them one day and they'll try to avoid them. But we have to police ourselves, right? We have to know, oh, that bothers me. I should probably avoid that. I need to walk away. I need to, where are my coping mechanisms? Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey. And then you bring all your coping mechanisms around you and you get one big group hug going. You know, everyone's here. We're all safe. Okay, so just take that in. I also looked up um, the origin of pet peeve. So if you're, if you already know, then wow. If you don't know, it's actually just from some old phrase like being peevish, which means like ornery or I forget the other word. And it's like there's a comic strip based off of pet peeves. It was called like little pet peeves or the little pet peeve and it was things like um cracking an egg only to smell that it's gone rotten which wow I yeah I've done that and it's the worst um backseat drivers rugs that catch the bottom of the door and bunch up um people who unwrap candy and crinkly paper during live performances things like that so um it's comic strip you know a super super old one back in like um 1916 so thanks to um what's his name frank king for really giving us all a name for these little things that um slowly erode our personalities um okay so a couple of mine i'm gonna share with you i wrote them down forever ago in this list in my phone i looked at them again and i was like yeah those are still mine okay so one of the first ones that sends shivers down my spine thinking about it um terrified to encounter it again although I will at some point in time and I'm mad just thinking about all the times I've had to deal with it and I can probably tell you why I have to deal with this but um so number one is people talking at a concert of any size um it gives me the most insane deep like heebie-jeebie anxiety uh, like full body rage when people talk loudly at a concert, when the artist, whoever it is, whether they're big or teeny, can hear you. I mean, we're not talking to like 25,000 people and you're way off to the side at some like beer stand being like, can I have a, do your thing. They can't hear you. But part of, I feel like, I th- here's why I think it is. I feel like I'm there to honor why they're there. Like, even if they're bad, even if they're like having a hard time, unless they're being like, an asshole um maybe even then but I feel like it's also my job to participate I'm that kind of person in class too like in a classroom if someone's talking while the person's teaching I'm I'm flipping a thousand shits like a one million of them that maybe and I 
I deeply need everyone to read the room and know that they're not the exception. We're all distracted by you too. So every time I'm at a concert, I've paid money to be there. I'm in the front and someone behind me is trying to yell over this song that I love about their stupid vaginal rash. You know what I mean? How? I don't want to know about your rash, Tina. I don't want to know about your rash. I, it, you know what? Let's talk about it later. I might have a cream but not right now. And it's, I'm, I'm fully, I'm feeling it right now because this happens so many times and I feel so bad. I've had, I've had someone I'm like the concert, like the artist I'm seeing stop the show to ask people to be quiet. There's this place in Bend actually at the volcanic theater pub where this happens every time. I'm trying not to say the F word every other word right now because I'm that mad about it. Um, people just talk so loudly and they're, they're not in another dimension. They're not behind a, a, a one-way mirror. They're not, what What are you doing? And honestly, if you're someone who loves to flap your face during a concert, will you message me and tell me your, any logical reason as to why that's happening? I mean, I don't, it's not like we're talking about like we're at a bar and someone's doing karaoke or we're at a restaurant or like a fun place and someone's doing a jazzy cover of some Ray LaMontagne song in the corner. That's there for your background enjoyment. When we've come to a concert, just a full-blown, we're seeing this person in concert tonight and you decide to stand in the back and not whisper every 25 minutes to your friend about something, but constantly loudly talk about your bathroom reconstruction. Oh, you need to, you, you, Either A, stay in the darkness, you sneaky little rat, or, or just tell me, tell give me a reason so I can live with this. Set me free from this prison of rage that I'm in because I have such a hard time and I've done really good. I've only in the past couple of years did I turn around once and say, hey, I can hear everything you're saying and it's really distracting. That's probably exactly what I said because also I turned around into my surprise. It was people I knew and I hated being like, can you shut up? They were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then they were quiet. How did you not know? Are you, I mean, I don't know if they were, maybe they were, maybe they had done some shrooms. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you need to hang a little sign around next saying, sorry, I dropped acid earlier. I'm not going to act appropriately. Then we're going to have more room for you to be able, okay, okay, all right. They're on acid, dude. Like we get it. Like even at church, at church, we have like a cry room. That just means go in that room if you need to make noise because I don't know, some people are here to pay attention. And at church, honestly, people are, people do pretty good. People do pretty damn good. It's been a while since I've been to one, but let me tell you, People are fairly quiet in there, and I wish concerts were like that. <laughs> okay, sorry, moving on. I won't be as, like, rageful at all of these, I promise. Um, the next one is farting on planes or in lines. And I, I, I oh, t- trust me, you gotta rip them. You gotta rip your ass when you have, I get it, it happens. I'm, I, I fart all day long, but when you're in somewhere so public and you have to sh- shoot your poo particles into my nose. Um, I would appreciate it. You doing it. Um, I don't know less frequently or don't move around afterwards for a while. Um, it's just something I don't like. I don't get as rageful about this. It just really, um, flabbergasts my face when I have to come in contact with, um, someone's poo particles when we're in a big open space and you could have just gone, I don't know, anywhere other than my 
open holes that I have to use to breathe. Um, okay. The next one. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming for you when I say this. Maybe you've said it, but I truly hate the sentence or the sentiment. I can't wait to get old and do whatever I want. Um, I think, I think the heart behind this sometimes is I can't wait to get old and like say whatever I want or like just be mean or like, just like a letter rip. First of all, I have so many problems with this because you can do whatever you want right now. I've heard so many people be like, oh my God, I can't wait to be old. You probably should. You probably shouldn't be excited about being old. It sucks. There's again, like I said, getting older. Yeah. You're probably going to have some more wisdom, I hope, but also probably a bunch of your friends are going to be dead. That sucks. Second of all, your body is all decaying and on its way out. It's literally, you're like a crunchy leaf waiting to get stepped on. Sorry. Just saying like it is. Um, you have to fight like hell to, I don't know, get anyone to pay attention to you. This culture sucks when it comes to loving old people. You should not be excited about having to deal with the world the way that it is now and the way that it most likely will be when you're old. Um, where It's not a good one unless you're super, super rich and then you're still just a piece of shit. So again, I know I'm ripping on old people. I don't hate old people. I just don't, I'm not stoked beyond reason to like be elderly because of all the hard stuff that it comes with but then there's that thing where it's like I can say whatever I want people have to respect me and I'm like do you I I think there are there are people are our Gandalfs of the world who can come to us and and have that authority to speak into our lives and say here's the tea sis right and you go you know what coming from you I'm listening I think what you want is respect maybe what you want is people to listen but do you really want to be that old person who just think about the people in your life who are super old, who like are your neighbors you once had or that grandma you can't stand who just thinks she can say whatever she wants. And you're like, have you lost your marbles? You're human like me. Why are you mean all the time? Like, I don't enjoy spending time with you. I get the anxious sweats when I know you're coming for Thanksgiving. Like, I don't want to be that person at all. I don't want to get old and suddenly just I don't know, let all the gates down and stop being tender and kind. Sorry, don't want to do that. Don't plan on being that person. Okay, uh, this next one, you re- this really has to stop. This has to change. This has to go. People leaving trash in the shelves of a grocery store. You just set your trash, your nasty trash down and you go, that's a good spot. First of all, littering in general makes no sense to me. Accidental littering, I get it. Maybe a, a fluffy napkin flies out the window and you're like, well, I'm going 71. I can't get that. Okay, but when you full-on litter, okay, that will never, ever make sense. That will never be okay. You need to... I. I wit- I hope God is counting. So when you get to heaven, he's like, hey, I had all these jewels, but every time you littered, I had to take one back. So actually you owe me 62. So do you have any jewels? Okay. That I'm hoping that God's keeping count because I know he's not supposed to like count things and like our sins. I don't know. I don't know what I believe about any of that. I just hope we get to heaven and it's all just with this one big, like, I don't know, um, recycling center. And God's like, Hey, welcome. Um, big problem here. So, uh, I just super hate it. I think it, I think it spikes my frustration more when I'm like walking around the grocery store. I'm like, all I need today is like some nice Velveeta mac and cheese, probably some kale. And I might, 
little Debbie might call to me. I don't know. And I'm, I'm turning the corner. Little Debbie is right there. And then I see your old Starbucks cup with a residue of all the mocha that you couldn't handle at the bottom. And, um, yeah, I hate it. Just saying, I hate it. Um, the next seatbelts. Now, listen, I know they save lives. I'm actually super happy that they exist. I've seen them save lives. Um, but just in general, I, when I put them on, I look down at my body. Um, I hate it. They, they're not friendly to boobs. Um, even the smallest of boobs, they're not very friendly to, because if you don't have boobs, you might not know this, but most people who have boobs, anyone who has them, sometimes they still also have a period and, and sometimes when you have a period, your boobs hurt really bad and a seatbelt, um, is not a friend to that person, no matter what kind of padding you put on. And then if you're also fat and you have a period and you have boobs that hurt, it's all kinds of just a hot mess time in there because, yeah, woo. So just sometimes, more often than not, I'm sitting there thinking, this seatbelt thing, I mean, thank you for saving my life, but also you suck. And I, I'm sorry, let's work this out someday. Um, you know what? Here's another thing. Last two. I, I don't like it when people get really close to my face ever. Just ever. If you're going to kiss me and like make out with me, heck yeah. Let's go to town on each other. Um, but if you're just telling me a story and you're like, and he was this close to my face or like when you're, t- when you're reenacting something or when you just talk close. No, no. Culturally, again, the appropriate, um, distance between faces is a, a distant one okay um we we don't want to get close to don't get close to my face when you hug me and I don't know you that well don't get close to my face don't grab my face don't touch it but even just talking to me you don't need to lean into my face ever some people are really close face talkers and I all I want to do and sometimes they even grab you a little bit so you can't back lean away back away no no, it's a, it's personal hell for me. Um, and the last one is, is small, but here we go. We're going to say it. And again, this is my, this is a Brooklyn vibe. This is a, um, uh, you know, I don't know my Yoda in me, like do or do not, there is no try. Um, but it's when people don't talk loud enough to get a waiter's attention. (laughs) I think obviously I don't think waiters get like to get yelled at. I've never been, uh, a waiter before ever. But, um, so obviously if you're a waiter chime in, like, would you prefer to get yelled at or do you prefer everyone to stop calling for you in general? Um, but when someone's like, oh, there's like a hair in my food and there, it's also still cold and this part's wrong and I found a finger and I'm like, oh my gosh, let's tell the waiter. And they're like, okay, yeah. And the waiter walks by and they're like, oh, oh. and I'm like, do you think that, does that get anyone's attention? Oh, ha- you breathed and you, then you made a small, tiny sound that could maybe scare off your prey in the woods, but otherwise probably not going to get someone's attention. Just saying, if you, if you have dinner with me more than likely and you have an issue with your food and you're like, I'm going to tell, and the waiter comes by and says, how's everything? And you don't say anything. I'm going to go, okay, well, she hates this burrito because she ordered tacos. And you're going to feel uncomfortable. The waiter's going to feel weird that I just did that. And I'm going to look like I'm your weird, uncomfortable, like overbearing mom. And you're my quiet fifth grader. And you know what? Neither of us want to be those things. Okay. 
Um, that's that. Those are my pet peeves. Those are my, I also listed them as my grievances, you know, just cultural complaints. Um, and you know what, at the end of the day, it just helps to talk about them. I feel better already in my closet and my clothes soak up all my emotion. And then I get to walk out of here, just chipper, like a, a cute baby beagle. And I'm, I, I'm aware that some of these are unreasonable, but that is, I think, the nature of pet peeves. There are tons of things I don't like, and there are no reasons, but I don't expect other people to hate them with me, other than littering. Hell yeah, you better hate littering. And also, I am going to need a response on the whole uh, concert talking thing. You got to tell, you got to stop. If I can just help 50 more people from you listening to this stop talking at concerts, I, I will be able to die happy. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you had some reasons, let me know. I'd be down. Um, and if you want to rage along with me, cool. If you want to let me know of your own pet peeves, I am probably the perpetrator of many, many, many of them. Like literally guilty lock me up. Um, like for, I talk with my mouth open with food in my mouth and I, I don't know, I slurp soup up and I eat too fast. It's all around food. Honestly, (laughs) I'm a monster when it comes to eating. I'm just a, I'm the Hulk trying to do anything. So, um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. As always, go over to Instagram and find me if you haven't yet. You're probably from Instagram. If you're my friend from Instagram, like, hi, if you're my friend in real life, hi. If we don't know each other at all, hello. It's nice to meet you. Um, never talk close to my face. Okay. Okay. Um, and my Instagram handle is Abricology with an IE. And uh, I will hope, hopefully put out some fresh episodes more frequently um, now that I've gotten the hang of, I don't know, doing anything else in this time. Um, and it seems like I've found a really nice flow for myself. And I'm really proud, actually, of myself as of the last few weeks. This is week six of uh, self-isolation for me. And wow, it's a bummer. But you know what? sometimes life is is a bummer it just happens um i appreciate you being here please rate this podcast if you haven't yet leave me a review please subscribe tell your friends about it i would love to just make a lot of money talking to the world it is my greatest pleasure and maybe it will be my downfall but like i gotta find one downfall you know if it doesn't if it's not being assassinated for the words i'm saying in the world it'll be one of these moles that just turns green and i'm dead the next day um and I think I'd rather have a cooler story than that. You know, I love you and tell your mom I said, hi. Hi.